Esther chapter 4 and the 16th verse. And then Job chapter 10 and the 12th verse. Go gather all the Jews who are present in Sushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will likewise do so. So I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. One more scripture. Job chapter 10, the 12th verse. You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. Tonight, I want you to title the word Divine Visitation. Divine Visitation. When you look through the Bible, favor and fasting and prayer are connected. When you look into the passage of scripture that we've just heard, you will know when Haman came in the middle between God and God's people and Mordecai understood that his plan was to annihilate the entire Jewish nation to destroy them. He told Queen Esther that you should not be silent. If so, deliverance and enlargement will come from another place. It's time to voice. It's time to go and meet the king. It is crucial tonight that we meet the king. The time is such. That's why we are coming fast in prayer. Because God is calling us to, hallelujah, have a crucial meeting with the king. I don't know how many of you have prepared your heart for this crucial meeting. Whether we have many people in the ministry, worshippers, musicians, people who are sitting at home, people who are ministering, people who are preaching, people who are teaching. Oh, how whatsoever you are, you're an ordinary person listening to the word of God. You need to prepare your heart. It's crucial for your life. That's why God has called us these three days to seek the face of God. And the Bible says, Yesta rose up. She was spiritually awakened. And she said, we're going to fast and pray. And you're going to fast and pray. And the entire Israelites together with Mordecai are going to fast and pray. And when, after the fasting and praying, when she went to meet the king, on a day she was not called according to the law then, if you go and meet the king without being called, you will be put to death. But the, except if the king would uh, show you the golden scepter. But that's what favor is all about. When you needed the king, the king showed you the scepter of favor. When you needed him the most, when you are in a crucial day of your life, when you don't want to Step forward to another day without having the favor of the king. Here is the scepter of favor saying, Queen Esther, ask me what you want. That's why I told you, fasting and praying is connected for the Lord's response. Why do we fast and pray? Because the enemy is in the middle. Fasting and prayer will help us to get God in the middle. Come on. Hallelujah. I don't know who is in the middle of your situation. What blocks us? Eh? Bible says he is in the midst of us and he is mighty to save us. When you seek the Lord in prayer, when you seek the Lord in fasting, God will get into the middle. Hallelujah. And he will give us the victory. He will show us his favor. He will lift up his countenance and hallelujah. Praise God. God's people will have an entrance to God's plans. 
Fasting and prayer will help us to realize his size, the devil's size. And it will help us to realize our size. Hallelujah. Fasting and prayer will help us to know that the devil is actually a zero, not us. Fasting and prayer will realize our size. The Bible says, greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Fasting and prayer will realize the king is, hallelujah, on our side more than hallelujah, what the devil can do. It will awaken us. It will open us to the levels of favor that we have never been opened before. Fasting and prayer made the king to change his heart overnight. Overnight miracles will happen when you fast and pray. Certain demonic spirit that was upon Persia, that was, there was demonic control, that was trying to control God's people were broken when they came fasting and prayer. The demonic control to destroy God's people were destroyed. What is, hallelujah, trying to destroy will be destroyed. Hallelujah, when you seek the Lord in fasting and prayer. So how do we pray for God's visitation? I want you to take two thoughts tonight. One is, how do we pray for God's visitation? For favorable answers. Number two, what is divine visitation? First thing is, how do we pray? Psalm 85, 1. Psalm 85, 1. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. Lord, you have been favorable to your land. You have brought back the captivity of Jacob. Hallelujah. We want the Lord to be favorable to us again. Favorable to our land. Favorable to our tribe. Favorable to our children. Favorable to our job. Favorable to, hallelujah. We want the Lord to bring us out of every captivity. Hallelujah. Praise God. Every, every trouble, every problems, every tears. And we want to walk, hallelujah, in the revived power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. In the same chapter, he says, revive me again. That will rejoice in you. When the favor of God comes. Nothing can stop you. You will be revived. Your praise will be revived. Your smile will be revived. Your family life will be revived. Your personal prayer will be revived. Your focus will be revived. Your vision shall be revived. Your clap will be revived. Your shout will be revived. Your singing will be revived. Your worship shall be revived. Your body shall be revived. Oh, come on. Your parents shall be revived. Everything connected to you will be revived. Oh, come on, somebody tonight. Bro, give a praise offering to Jesus. Victory by the blood of Jesus. So how do you pray for that? Cain and Abel sacrificed offerings to God. And the Bible says, God was pleased with Abel's sacrifice. Abel's sacrifice rose to the heavens. And God had the respect for the sacrifice of Abel. But he was not respecting the sacrifice of Cain. And the Bible says, the countenance of Cain fell. And God said, if he would not have done well, if he would not have offered well, will I not be pleased with you too? Even tonight, you can either have a Cain sacrifice or an Abel sacrifice. The Bible says, Cain was angry. And God said, if you do it correctly. Hallelujah. If you do it correctly, I would have been ha, favorable to you too. Which means prayer has a pattern for favorable answers. Let's look at James chapter 4 and verse 1 to 3 fast. 
James chapter 4 verses 1 to 3 Where do wars and fights come from among you Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members You lust and do not have you murder and covet and cannot obtain You fight and war yet you do not have because you do not ask You ask do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasures Third verse is what I want to highlight You ask and you don't receive because you ask amiss That word amiss means out of pattern. You are not receiving what you are asking for because your prayer is out of pattern. It's not with the right formula. There is a path that takes the request of a man to the path of heaven. But you are out of pattern, out of path. Hallelujah. Tonight, if you grasp this in the Holy Spirit, your prayer life shall change. You will have prayer life that brings answers from God. Hallelujah. Get ready. Hallelujah for a shift in your prayer life. Hallelujah. This fasting and prayer. Hallelujah. There is a way when you pray that brings answers. Hallelujah. There is a way that you pray that command the attention of heaven. Otherwise you can pray from morning to evening and bring no results. Bible says in Proverbs chapter 24 and the 6th verse Proverbs chapter 24 and the 6th verse For by wise counsel you will wage your own war That's right With wise counsel you should wage your war When you fight the battle with the principalities a world that you don't see you need to wisdom how to do it That's what God is going to release five keys five mysteries in the spirit that will help our prayer life that will help us to receive God's favor that will help us to receive the blessing of God tonight because we don't want anybody to fool us hallelujah we don't want to think God will answer every prayer no there is a pattern for example in Genesis chapter 21 16 and the 17th verse Hagar prayed her son also prayed both prayed but God only heard the answer cry of the son of Ishmael the bible says Hagar prayed and Ishmael cried only the prayer of Ishmael went through the throne of God God heard the prayer of the young lad hallelujah but did not hear the lamentation of Hagar another truth is although ishmael cried it was not just tears because another truth you have to understand is hallelujah it is that tears will touch god but does not move god ah yeah yeah so many of us have tears and we are saying i'm crying and crying before the lord but i'm not getting any results because tears will touch god but will not move god So what kind of a prayer was Ishmael's that God heard it we're coming to that Bible says we don't have a high priest in Hebrews 4:15 who is unable to understand and sympathize with our weakness he touches the Bible says it sympathizes with our weaknesses when we go I mean when we feel bad he touches with that he feels bad with us but if God has to take any action it has to be according to a pattern Hallelujah 
Why? Because the Bible says in the book of Psalms, God has exalted His word above His name. Even God can't change His word. So the pattern has to be that what's according to the word of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says, His word, they are spirit and life, not informations. It's not about informations. It's whether you are praying according to the pattern of God's word. So five keys that govern the mystery of answered prayers. Number one, before your prayer touches the throne room, it must touch your heart first. If your prayer does not touch you, if you are not moved by your prayer, don't expect God to move my heart. Hallelujah. The first key, the kind of prayer and petition that moves heaven is the prayer that moves you first. If your prayer lacks oil, interest, it won't move God. Look at the amplified version of James chapter 5, verse 16 to us. It says, the heartfelt, the earnest, the continuous prayer of the righteous brings out dynamic power. It says, therefore confess your sins to one another, your false steps, your offenses, and pray for one another that you may be healed and restored. And then it goes on to say, the heartfelt and persistent prayer of a righteous man, believer, can accomplish much when put into action and made effective by God is dynamic and can, hallelujah, unleash, have tremendous power. Wow, wow, wow. The first key is to have a heartfelt prayer. Before it moves, God, it should move you all. It should come from within us. The Bible says Elijah was a man like one of us, like passions, but he prayed, shut the heaven and put the key inside because he prayed from the heart. And said, only at my word that the heavens shall be opened again. Hallelujah. And when the time came to pray for the rain again, the Bible says, hallelujah. He asked his servant to stand aside. And he went on to his knees and he started praying from his heart again. That is a type of prayer that you don't care who is standing next to you. That is a type of prayer you can only see God. That's a type of prayer you get out to your knees. Hallelujah. And you shall pour it out to your heart. You forget everybody who is standing next to you. You, you forget about the Ahab who is trying to kill you. You only think about God. You are only focused about God. And when it flows from your heart, the rain will come from heart. Come on, somebody. The rain will be poured out from heaven. Hallelujah. This is the kind of prayer that you forget who is standing by your side. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a type of prayer. You don't care about whether you are wearing a suit, whether you are wearing a shirt, whether you are wearing your hairstyle is good. I mean, you are no longer concerned about that. Whether hair is in style, whether makeup is in place, it doesn't matter. You can only see God. You, hallelujah, praise God. Your heart is reaching, hallelujah, to the throne room of grace. It must be heartfelt from the depth of the spirit. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verses 10 to 14. The Bible says, every year Hannah used to come to pray. 
But this time when she came, she poured out her heart. She cried before the Lord. But more than her tears, she cried her heart. It was a heartfelt prayer. The Bible says she poured out her soul. And the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord spoke through the man of God. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Tonight might be a day that some of your answers are coming because your heart is, hallelujah, you are making a heartfelt prayer. You are taking this seriously. The three-day fasting and prayer, it's not a religious activity. Hallelujah. It is not a half-half. Hallelujah. Half fasting, half not fasting, half TV, half music, half, hallelujah, praise God, uh, uh, watching over the uh, internet and half here. No, no. It is a whole heart before the altar and God will speak through me. Hallelujah for your answer. Initially, he thought she was drunk. Some of you are getting my attention now. I'm not condemning you. Some of you started half, but God is giving you the grace to come in to immerse yourself into this fasting and prayer. I see spiritual strongholds. I see, hallelujah, praise God, paths of darkness that is trying to resist these fasting and prayers. I see spiritual forces coming against you. But hallelujah, in the blood name of Jesus, in the name of the Jesus of the eternal covenant, hallelujah, I break its power. I lose your life. I lose your family to seek the Lord in prayer, to fast and seek the Lord. Hallelujah. The three days will be a day of dedication, consecration, when you will get the attention from heaven and your life shall be transformed. Transformed ah, for the glory of Jesus Christ. If you believe it, pray in the Holy Spirit for two minutes. Victory by the blood of Jesus. We give you praise, we give you glory, we give you order. Hallelujah. I see the power of God working in your life tonight. Hallelujah. The way so many believers pray, we know that they are not expecting an answer to their prayers because it's not prayer from the heart. Look at the way Jesus prayed from Gethsemane. The Bible says his sweat fell like drops of blood. He was so intense in his prayer. How many of you are so intense? I tell the people who are ministering, I, hallelujah, would rather have your passion and your intensity than your skill. Because under your passion, the anointing will flow. Look at Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. Do you think that he was concerned about the clothes that he was wearing or the shoes that he has put or the makeup that he had come on he was dying for the entire mankind he was going to be cut away from the father he is hallelujah praise God it's so intense pressure that hallelujah he poured out his heart three times he made the same prayer the same prayer till the blood came like drops hallelujah and then the angel came and strengthened him to die on the cross to fulfill his assignment Come on somebody tonight. I feel the presence of God moving. Hallelujah. The glory of God. I am not being religious, but let me tell you tonight. When you contend against the forces of darkness, hallelujah, a casual, hallelujah, praise God. Hallelujah. Chewing gum kind of a Christianity will not help you to pass through the paths of the enemy. Come on somebody tonight. You need to have a heartfelt prayer. 
cannot be casual looking. You need to clap your hands. You need to shout at your feet. You need to respond to the word of God. You need to pray in the tongues. You need to touch every word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the angels of God will be activated. And the God of heaven will be moved. And utterances shall flow through your mouth. Utterances of breakthroughs. Come on. It shall flow from your own mouth. There is something called the law of aerodynamics. The aeroplane, when it has an attempt to rise, it must rise, but it moves, works on the law of aerodynamics because it sustains the capacity to overcome the law of gravity. The law of gravity will not allow it to fly up, but the aerodynamics will help just as the same way the flesh has the power to reign over you when you start praying. It will tire you down. It will sleep you down. The flesh will put all the weight upon you. All the cares, all the thoughts that should irritate you, disturb you, bring fear, will try to come upon you. The flesh will try to uh, come upon you and put their weight upon you. But when you pray, it has the power Hallelujah. To generate power. Hallelujah. In the spirit. Hallelujah. The heartfelt prayer has the power to generate an aerodynamics, a lift. Hallelujah. Above the flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. Just as it's like a flight, your flesh is weak, you're feeling sleepy, but you understand the law of spiritual superiority that allows us, the spirit inside of us to manifest forth above the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. That's what is happening. When you started, you started tired. When you started, you feel so many things surrounding you. But now the air is clear. Ah, yeah, yeah. Now your home is clear. Your heart is clear. Your mind is clear. Because there is an aerodynamics. The superior power of God is generated here to take you into the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. It is up to you whether you want to yield to the weakness of the flesh or jump into the spirit. What is the simple rule? Keep praying. Keep praying. Continue praying. All of a sudden, hallelujah, don't resist. Hallelujah, praise God. Because the Bible says the flesh is weak and the spirit is willing. So the flesh is weak, but don't stop it. Keep praying, keep praying. And all of a sudden, while you are praying, hallelujah, the 10 minutes is over. Hallelujah, the devil keeps sending thoughts to distract you. Hallelujah, but the secret of prayer is to keep your prayer language high. Keep continuing, keep praising, keep singing, keep saying amen. Sit at your place, put the Bible on your knees. Write the notes. The car, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you will move into the level of the spirit where the spirit of God takes over. You pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. You walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. You move into a different level. If you believe that, I would ask you to pray. I ask you to stand up. Start praying in tongues for a few minutes. Walk in the room. Walk across. Pray. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 
Victory by the blood of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. Divaria Sambara Dara, Dira Teladura Nagaragaskaradara, Dira Ganadaraskavari. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, hey. The dove experiences, the cloud experiences of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let the weak say they're strong. Be strengthened in the power of His might. Be strengthened in the law of the superior power of the Holy Spirit. Let the impartation of the Holy Spirit oh, descend upon your life. spirit man is willing it will make your flesh bow before the spirit you generate power you generate power when you bring yourself under the altar with every altar with every worship with every praise you generate power to control the gates Hallelujah. Pray the gate. There are gates of limitations. There are gates that is limiting you. You control it. There is no longer any limitations. Hallelujah. You generate control to take over the doors. Because there are doors that are shut towards you. It's controlled by the enemy. But you control the doors. You are going to have doors. Hallelujah. At your doorstep opening. So the first level is called a heartfelt prayer. It should move you first before it moves God. Number two, there is a legal dimension, a judicial dimension of prayer. The law that governs, it is called the law that governs petitions. There is a name God is called. This kind of prayer activates the operation in that dimension. The kind of petition and supplication that touches heaven is when you use the name of Jesus. This is a level of prayer when you know how to use the name of Jesus. His name is the access code. It is the mystery that opens every door. Look at John chapter 14 and the 13th verse and John chapter 16 and the 23rd verse. Hallelujah. We minister in the name of Jesus. Read it, brother. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that my Father may be glorified in the Son. Whatever you ask in my name, you don't ask in ministry's name, you ask in the name of Jesus. And I will do it. Look at John 16 and the 23rd verse. And in that day, you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. What? Most assuredly, with all assurance of the second person of the Trinity, 
Most assuredly, I say to you. Come on, somebody tonight. Whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, Father will give it to you. The attention of the Father will come to you. Can only be come to you. He will be only attracted when you stand in the strength of what Jesus Christ has done. The strength of what he has done, the name of Jesus, hallelujah, represents the finished work of Jesus Christ. You have to understand that. The name of Jesus represents all that Jesus Christ has already done for us. So when you approach the throne of grace with boldness, Bible says we are boldness. Why? Because it's through his righteousness that we go in. Not through our righteousness. The name of Jesus is the representation of all that he has done for us. We go through his righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness is like filthy rags. Jesus will remind the Father of the, revel- of the revelation of the power that is in his name. When we say name, Jesus, the Father will see, hallelujah, oh, the, 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 the beauty and the power in that name. And he said, come on, take it. Whatever you ask in that name, take it. It will remind God of the revelation of what Jesus Christ did. Wow. Every time we say Jesus, our Father, wow, wow, yeah, yeah. Isaiah 64 and the sixth verse says, Amplified worship. For we all have become like the one who is ceremonially clean like a leper and all our deeds of righteousness are like filthy rags. We all wither and decay like a leaf and all our wickedness, our sins, our injustice, our wrongdoing like a wind takes away, uh, uh, takes away carrying us from God's favor toward destruction. It says our righteousness will take away from God's favor. It is God's righteousness that Assures of his favor. It's the surety of his favor. So when you go in his name, you are basically saying, I am coming in the finished work of Jesus Christ, not in our qualification. Hallelujah. We must make our prayer, hallelujah, in the righteousness of God, and he is willing to grant our petitions. Not in the name of the man, or not in the name of what I do, in accordance with the name of Jesus. Second mystery is the legal dimension. Only through this name you can get it answered. Number three, it is to be accordance to the will of God. 1 John chapter 5 verse 14 says, whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, whatever you ask in the, according to the will of God, I will give it. Is that so? Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. If we ask anything according to His will, He will hear us. Sometimes our prayer is heartfelt. Sometimes it is in the name of Jesus. But it is not answered because it is not according to the will of God. 
Imagine standing in the court of law and petitioning yourself. How will you pray? Isaiah 41 and the 21st verse. Isaiah 41 and the 21st verse. Present your case, says the Lord. Ah. Bring forth your strong reasons, mm. says the King of Jacob. Hallelujah. It says, produce the cause. Bring your strong reasons. Why should I bless you? Why should I answer you? Why should I open doors to you? It says, bring out your strong reasons. The prayer of lamentation or tears only brings us a psychological consolation. But it does not touch heaven. Every challenge in your life is the accusing voice that comes from the enemy to stop your destiny. So even tonight, there are challenging voices that are challenging your mind. And God is saying, just because you cry, your answers won't come. Produce the reason, strong reason why should I bless you. Come on somebody tonight. You are standing before the court. You are standing at the court of justice. God is asking on what ground are you standing? On what ground I should be blessed? Isaiah 1.18 gives us the answer. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. It says, are you willing? Do you have the attitude towards right attitude towards Jesus? Are you willing? Are you obedient to the instructions? Do you have the correct action and the response? You say, I deserve to be blessed. When? When you're saying, Lord, see, I'm willing and obedient to what you said. Come on, son. I'm willing to tithe. You'll open doors of heaven. You said, you'll send rain and rebuke the devourer. See, I've done it. I place a demand on this reality. I place a demand because of this word that I was willing to obey the instruction that I'm willing to follow. Hallelujah. Not just emotions will not open the door. Only thing that challenges the accuser when he says you don't deserve it is the word of God. The Lord is saying, why should I give you a child? Why should I give you a job? Why should I give you a good spend? And you are saying, because I'm diligent to respond, hallelujah, to the word of God. That's why, Lord. Come on, Shabbat. Not out of duty. I'm not distorting the word. But I'm diligent. Why the witchcraft should not work against you? Because I know the word of God. Come on, somebody. Why shouldn't it attack my family? Because I know from the word, hallelujah, that no witchcraft or sorcery, hallelujah, can come against Jacob because I am under the blessing and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Bring forth the strong reasons, the Bible says. One more scripture, Isaiah 43 and the 26 says, Put me in remembrance, 
let us consent contend together state your case that you may be acquitted put me into remembrance the lord is saying put me into remembrance not that the lord has forgotten he said give me a reason to respond to your situation tell me it is telling the judge when you are stand before the judge you are saying according to the constitution subsection 7 lord judge your owner it is like this i have to get justice when you stand before god you are saying because hallelujah of john chapter 1423 and john chapter 1623 and because of 1 john chapter 44 and because of hallelujah philippians chapter 419 hallelujah because of deuteronomy chapter 818 this is my legal right to walk in the fullness the prosperity the healing the blessing according to galatians chapter 313 according to psalm 23 verse 1 according to hallelujah psalm 27 verse 3 according to 91 verse 3 this is my legal right to walk in the protection hallelujah from the enemy oh yeah put me into remembrance the lord is saying judge is saying i am there to protect you on the basis of what you tell me put me is the high priest of your confession the bible says we make a lot of jealous prayers but it should be on based on the word of god why should he bless bangalore city just because we some people make some time for industries crying ah why in the word because the bible says hallelujah what is the basis we have to intercede biblically for the land to say lord you said i shall be blessed in the city you said i'm the light of the world you said i'm the light of the apartment you said i'm the light of the family you said if you believe your family shall be saved you said ask for the nations i'll give you as inheritance He said, if my people who call by my name shall humble themselves and seek and face and turn from their wicked face, not only you will heal me, you will heal the land. Shrine prayer is not church prayer. Church prayer is based on the word of God. Hallelujah. Look at Hezekiah. Hezekiah the Bible says you're going to die. And the, immediately what did he do? He set himself on the wall of the house of God and he started prostrating on the house of God. Immediately he had a reason for the Lord to answer. He said he knew if I would prostrate on the house of God asking for the mercy God will answer me. He according to the word prayed and immediately his life was added. God rebuked the devourer. He had faith in the sacrifice of prayer that he made before God. Cornelius, why was Gentile baptized in the Holy Spirit? Because Cornelius said, "Hallelujah." What? Cornelius said, "Hallelujah." 
God said, because of your giving, because you advanced the kingdom of God, because you gave, hallelujah, because you supported, hallelujah, I'm going to send Peter to preach the gospel into your family. Come on, church, tonight. Acts chapter 9, verse 36 to 41. There was a woman who was named Dorcas. And, 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 and the Bible says she was making uh, clothes for people. And when she died, what was the basis that Peter, hallelujah, prayed for her to... On what basis that Peter prayed for her to rise? There was a reason why Peter said, this lady has to come back to life. Why? Because the widows there said, we are so close to her. She has been doing so much good work to us. Hallelujah. She could not be lost at this moment. There was a basis for Peter to, hallelujah, say, Dorcas, come back to life. Come on, somebody. There was, hallelujah, she was useful into the kingdom of God. Why should you do not suffer? There's no, no, because I'm a Christian. That will not get your answer. You have to tell the Lord what qualifies us for the blessing of God. Are you qualified for it? The Bible does not talk to everyone. Only who is willing. What is the rhema word? The spoken word? What is the word that you have heard from God to tell the Lord, Lord, this is the word. Not every word. The word God has released. The word that God has given you life. When they stopped Daniel from praying, why did in Daniel chapter 6 and the 10th verse, he looked towards Jerusalem and prayed? Because in the 2 Chronicles chapter 6, 21, God made a covenant with Solomon that anybody who prays when he's in trouble, when he looks to the <laughs> hallelujah, to the temple of Jerusalem, to the city of Jerusalem, and anybody who will pray, hallelujah, God will answer. So he did not chumma pray. Hallelujah. There was a basis towards Daniel. If he would have locked up in Sina's room, hallelujah, he would have been murdered, he would have been killed. There was a basis according to the word that he prayed. Hallelujah. When anyone turns their eyes to the city of Jerusalem, he opened the windows and three times he prayed because God had made a covenant with Solomon. Anybody who prays like that shall be answered from heaven. It was on that basis Daniel prayed. Don't make spiritual prayers until you have spiritual arsenal. The weapons for it. Our prayer is complaining only. Yeah. In the Bible, only thing that you do, see people are complaining is the earth opening and devouring you. What is the basis? People in the ministry, we should not read the Bible to preach, to know the Bible, to know the cliche scriptures to minister. We need to read the Bible and to learn the provision God has made for us. Come on somebody tonight. Why should you read the Bible after you leave this fasting and prayer? You should yourself know. Somebody asked, Pastor, Aha, you know, I like to listen to your word. You know, why should I read the Bible? I said, my sister, when you read the Bible, you will know yourself the provision, hallelujah, that God made for you. You need to learn. 
we should not read the parts. You know, I always come before the Lord and say the Lord, Lord, any time in my life I just come, you know, and read the word as a, you know, just to prepare my sermon and not getting close to you, I repent of it. Why was Jesus attacked and he won? Because Jesus stood on the basis of God's word. Psalm 24, 7 says, Lift up your gates and be lifted up everlasting doors. And the doors are asking, why? We are saying, because the king of glory is coming. Come on. Hallelujah. Be lifted up, you everlasting doors. Because the king of glory is coming. Strong and mighty is he. That's why the door die. Yeah, yeah. That's why the doors need to be open. Everlasting doors need to be open. But the king of glory is here. Lack of time. We'll wrap up with our next two points. How do you pray? The fourth mystery is a mystery that you know. Wrap up your prayer with thanksgiving. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and mind, minds through Christ Jesus. In everything by prayer, supplications, with thanksgiving, wrap up that your request be made known to God. Five loaves, two fish. Jesus gave thanks, the Bible says. There is a confidence. Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. But when you thank the Lord, it will be done. Hallelujah. You have to say, Lord, I thank you with this confidence. That whatever I ask in the name, it shall be done. You can make it into a way of life. You move into different realms. Hallelujah. When you keep thanking the Lord, the Bible says in the Isaiah, the 12th chapter and the 3, the Bible says, Hallelujah. Isaiah 12 and the third verse, the Bible says, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. The moment you are thankful, there is a joy that flows from within you. Hallelujah. Stodram, keep thanking the Lord in everything with joy. Hallelujah. In other levels of anointings and giftings. Hallelujah. Different dimensions of, hallelujah, at most spiritual walk you will move into. So powerful. The thanksgiving and joy combination. Hallelujah. A thanking person is joyful person. I can always come and look at somebody's face and say, but this person is thankful. It's always joyful. Sorrow is attached to failure. In the church, there were two people, Cain and Abel. Only one accepted because one was serious. And number with five, we finish to wrap. Fifth mystery is a mystery very few people understand. It's praying with the consciousness of the covenant that covers the spiritual house. It's a praying with the consciousness of the covenant that covers the spiritual tribe and the man of God who supplies grace and faith for you. God makes a covenant with every man of God who makes, who releases grace and faith over your life. You have to know that. You can make petition with the covenant God has made with that man. 
and you can get the answers of that man into your life oh hallelujah come on somebody tonight rabharadara sapharadara juradadara dibariyara hastaradara victory by the blood of jesus hallelujah we give so much importance to the men of god it's not because it's a cult because there are spiritual depths to it hallelujah the revelation of the god of abraham isaac and jacob look at that why does god has to listen to the cry of an illegitimate ishmael because he had made a covenant with abraham it was not god's business how ishmael came out it was god's business to listen to the cry because ah ishmael was invoking the covenant god had to hear because there was a covenant connection you can make petitions in heaven on the strength and the access that has come hallelujah through the through the person god has connected you with the move of god in any church is determined to this covenant when god find a man who will represent his program for the season and enter into a covenant with that man and whoever associate with that man will move into a dimension that god has had for that man oh yeah yeah that's what i've covenanted with my spiritual father and nobody on heaven on hell on earth can cut me out of that hallelujah because i know hallelujah who god has chosen i am associating with that that everything my spiritual father has is mine i access to it every covenant that god has made with my dad when he called it's mine as a son so you can access an open heaven over somebody else based on god's personal covenant with that man come on somebody ara bashanda that was daniel's secret because god had covenant with jerusalem city he looked towards jerusalem city where god has covenanted and his answer came elijah had a covenant with god when elisha knew that his faith could not get him hallelujah from that side to the jordan he said where is the god of elijah come on somebody and then he struck when your faith was not enough to get past this problem he said lord i don't have my personal faith but based on the personal covenant you have with my spiritual father i ask you to hallelujah let the covenantal blessing flow in the church let the covenantal release let the covenantal anointing let the covenantal parabasandala lineage of god be released over the church i release it in the name of the lord over my life over the church over the family over everyone in the name of the lord who's connected with me i release that blessing i release the blessing of my spiritual father i release the blessing of my natural father to all those who are connected with me it's yours you can access to it ora hashkara 
some people says oh you're giving too much importance to the men of god it's a witchcraft it's not witchcraft it is not exaggerated when you understand it it brings tremendous results there are people who rides on the wings of their spiritual fathers hallelujah and the man of god a great man of god an apostle of god was ministering and his wife had a deadly disease he himself being a man of god an apostle of god went to his prayer closet and he started praying for his wife but wife was not getting healed then this apostle went to a man of god his spiritual father was adi boy where pastor went he went to adi boy and adi boy their spiritual father hallelujah he said Lord I have a covenant with you that I will not bury any of my children immediately the spiritual child's demon left her praise God because Adi Boye and God had made a covenant that he will not bury any of his spiritual children Oh I pray for such kind of anointing. I pray for such kind of anointing. Oh over our lives over my life I am praying. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. That's why a spirit of dishonor is deadly this is a provision in the kingdom of god for you sometimes it is said for your easy breakthroughs hallelujah amen not every breakthrough in your life is based on your personal faith you can invoke covenants hallelujah god is a covenant keeping god if you are thankful for that lift your hands give him praise and glory in the house of god hallelujah i asked the lord lord i want to make a covenant with you in this church a covenant of answered prayers that everyone who will come and make a supplication and petition in this church lord let there be an open heavens over the church that you will answer every prayer years back god made a i made a covenant with god and i said lord if anybody who has ever come to this church once let them not be lost night five ways five mysteries hallelujah five mysteries how do we pray for god's visitation for favorable answers when you pray like this five mysteries in the spirit realm we can pray hallelujah amen tonight we'll ask the lord 
You must bow before the name of Jesus now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The dagon of joblessness. The dagon of poverty. To bow. To bow. The dagon of stagnation. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Who I belong and I serve. I command you to bow. And to live my life. In the name of Jesus. To speak for grace, grace. Over the mountain now. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 If you believe that, lift your hands and praise Him. Once again, let's open our word of God. From the book of Job chapter 10 and the 12th word. Can anybody help me? Job chapter 10 and the 12th verse. Hallelujah. We've just heard about uh, how do we pray for God's visitation. Hallelujah. You have our, our favorable answers. Now we have to look into words tonight. How do we expect that divine visitation? For us, we need to know what is divine visitation. Let's, let's look through the Bible. Hallelujah. You have granted me life and favor, and your care has preserved my spirit. Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation, everybody say visitation, has preserved my spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Tonight, the Lord is telling somebody, let not your heart be overwhelmed. He will lead you to the rock which is higher than you. I don't know for whom it is, but God is releasing that word. So the Lord has granted me life and favor and thy visitation has preserved my spirit. Wow. What is this favor? When God visits you, He visits you with favor. When God visited the tomb of Lazarus, in the house of Mary and Martha, in the city of Bethany, the Bible says, He who you love is sick. And the Bible says, The Lord came there after three days on the fourth day. I believe after three days fasting and prayer on the fourth day, God is going to bring you under His love program. Come on somebody tonight. Favor is when you come under God's love program. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If any day 
Lazarus said, I want to celebrate my birthday. Will be the day God raised him on the day of the death. I pray, hallelujah, the fourth day of your life will be a new birthday. That you will remember that day every day for what God is about to do in your life. Hallelujah. Favor is when he uses your bad day. And he put a butt towards it. In the 11th chapter and the 5th verse says, Hallelujah. In the Amplified Version, verse 4. John chapter 11, verse 4. That's the verse I wanted. That's the verse we want to highlight. When Jesus heard this, he said, This sickness will not end in death, but on the contrary, it is for the glory and honor of God. Hallelujah. The classic Amplified Version says, But to promote the glory of God. Hallelujah. That's the word I want to use. Favor is when God uses your bad days and He said, put a butt there and said, I'm going to use this and I'm going to promote through your bad day the glory of God. I'm going to show what a powerful God that I'm going to. Not through your good day, but I'm going to take your bad day and I'm going to show the world how powerful I am in your life. Come on somebody tonight. Hallelujah. Favor is when you will outlast your bad days. Last, Lazarus outlasted his death. Oh, come on. Even his death, he outlasted. That's favor. Favor is when you outlast your delays. Favor is when God himself said to come to raise, raise you. But God said, let me, myself, go back and raise him up. Favor is when Somebody who has come to partner with you for your breakthrough. What is that? When they came to the Lazarus tomb, Jesus said, He says, somebody who will help me to take away the stone away so that I can raise a Lazarus. Now, where in the world that a dead Lazarus can ask for help? That is when favor steps in. Come on. Favor is when you don't have a voice and somebody, hallelujah, irrespective of your voice or not your voice, somebody decides to partner with you for your breakthrough and said, I will help you to roll that stone away for you. Come on, somebody tonight. God is releasing some partners over your life to help for your breakthrough. Favor is when someone is calling you out of your dead situation. Your dead jobs out of your you are in the death and somebody's you think that it's all gone and somebody said come out of it call you some of you are calling you look your job dead you look your life dead you look your marriage dead but somebody's going to call you out of that hallelujah that's favor hallelujah somebody who has got the power is going to call you out of that hallelujah come on somebody tonight I like this. Favor is when Jesus hijacked the entire situation. Praise God. And creates his own story and narrative of what's happening. Come on, somebody. Let no devil, let no man, let no cousin. Hallelujah. Praise God. Make up your story. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let God himself, Jesus himself, hallelujah, orchestrate it. Hallelujah. May he create the story and narrative what he's about to do. Hallelujah. John 11 and 12 were purely written by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. The people's story. 
The sister's story was he was dead, stinging. <laughs> Praise God. Come on, somebody, tonight. That's visitation. Thou hast granted me life and favor. And thy visitation has preserved my spirit. God's preserve, visitations preserves our spirit. Fills us with favor. We want this kind of presence to be upon us in our homes, in our lives this morning. You might not have the money in your back account. You might not even have a grain of rice in your storeroom. But if you have the presence of Jesus in your home, you are the most blessed person. Your home is the most blessed place. If you have this visitation, hallelujah, you are blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Things will change. What you want is Him, Himself. Mark 2 chapter 1. And again He entered Capernaum. Capernaum and after some days and it was heard that he was in the house if the presence of Jesus is in the house at Capernaum the Bible says the neighbors people living in that community came to see Jesus the biggest blessing that we have in our lives is to know that Jesus is with us even if you don't have anyone if you have Jesus with you, even if you don't have any connections, if He visits you, things will change in your life. Thy visitation has preserved me. Thy visitation strengthens me. Luke seven sixteen says, And there came a fear on all, and they glorified, saying, That is the greatest prophet is risen among us. And God has visited His people. After Jesus visited a place and performed miracles, people said, God has visited His people. If miracles has to happen, God has to visit us. We have to pray in the correct pattern. We have to pray according to the Word of God. If you want to see miracles, hallelujah. We have to pray, hallelujah, in the right way, in the name of Jesus, invoking the power of His name. Hallelujah, praise God. In the right pattern, if you pray, it will not be amiss. Miracles will happen. If it happened then, it will happen now. Hallelujah. Tonight, let there be miracles, healings in your home. While you're watching, let bondages break. Demons leave. Marriage restored. When the presence of God visits you, even things that you don't see that is dangerous to you, leave. In the name of, that's right, in the name of the Lord. Plots and plans and revenges against God's people. Threaten, hallelujah, that's threatening your future and destiny be broken in the name of Jesus. The second person of the Trinity, the one who died for you on the cross of Calvary 2,000 years ago, rose on the third day, seated at the right hand of the Father, is the same Jesus that is visiting your spirit. Lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and say, welcome, Jesus. Ruth 1.6 says, And she arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return from this country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab how the Lord has visited His people in giving them bread. The Lord visited and the result was bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the result was bread. 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Whatever is your need, God will visit you. Hallelujah. He provided bread for them during the time of lockdown. Some of you thought how things will happen. It happened. It will continue to happen. Lift your hands and say it will continue to happen. Ah, I ask you for the visitation of God. Pray in the Holy Spirit with me. Let there be a continuation visitation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Some of you have become stuck. May you come out of your stuckness tonight. Name of Jesus. In Exodus chapter 316 and 17th verse, the Lord is asking me to pray for some of you tonight. Every yoke be broken, every burden be removed because of the oil of God. That burden will be released from your life. In the name of Jesus now, I loose that burden. Out of your shoulder tonight. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Exodus 3, 16 and 17 says, when God visited those who were in bondage who were delivered, when God visited, Bible says, the affliction left and they began a journey to the land of flowing with milk and honey. Say it in faith, my affliction will leave. Say my family affliction will leave. In Jesus' name. There should be a supernatural revelation within you tonight that God visiting me tonight and every affliction will be leave every migraine will be leave every body ache will shall leave every child issue shall leave come on every financial affliction shall leave in the name of Jesus there was a home where always the wife telling the husband there are no rice there's no vegetables there's no meat the husband said instead of constantly speaking about what is not there why don't you say what is there Hallelujah. The speech has to change. Instead of saying, there's a lack of this, there's a lack of that. The speech has to change. Tell the person sitting next to you, our God is a God who will not withhold any good things from you. Look at somebody and say it up. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 1, verses 67 to 69. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of servant David. It says, when God visits Zacharias, John's father was prophesying. Till then, his tongue was bound. He could not speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of your giftings that were bound are going to be released tonight. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Till that Zachariah said, I was dumb. I was unbelieving. My tongue was not speaking for praise. My tongue has been loose. My giftings has been released. I can serve the Lord again. Hallelujah. More powerful than by before. In the name of Jesus. In the past, because of your unbelief, your tongue was being bound. Hallelujah. 
Whatever is your gifting, if you have the gift of prophecy, you'll prophesy again. If you're graced to sing, you will sing again. If you minister healing, you'll again. Hallelujah. Amen. Earlier, Zacharias could not have believed what the angel told him because he didn't, he didn't believe. When the angel came and said, you will have a child, he didn't believe. And the Bible says, tongue was bound. But God gave him another chance. He restored him. When God visits you, He'll restore you. He has an opportunity. Hallelujah. He had an opportunity in the past to speak good, to say Amen when the angel came. But he did not out of unbelief. And God is giving him another opportunity for him to sing. Some of you, hallelujah, when you got a past opportunity, you made a mess out of it. But God is giving you another opportunity to glorify the Lord. Hallelujah. He is calling Zacharias again a high priest. He is giving you another opportunity tonight. Oh, receive it. Stand up on your feet and receive it in prayer. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 He had an opportunity. Somebody said that the very clothing of a high priest is worth 13 crore rupees now. The clothing that God gives you for ministry, his anointing is valuable, precious and priceless. Not something ordinary. Those who understand how valuable it is, God will loosen your tongue tonight so that you can grace and move in that gifting. When Jesus came to the tomb of Lazarus, Martha and Mary said, it's too late, he's too lost. It's too late, but when God visits, when God shows up, it is never too late and nothing is too lost. Come on tonight, hallelujah. When God visits you, it's never too late and nothing is too lost. Open your mouth and say, it's not too late and nothing is too lost. When he meets me, hallelujah. When he meets me, hallelujah. He will give me my miracle. It's not too late or too lost. Somebody say, I should have passed the exam earlier. I should have married earlier. I should have had children earlier. I should have done that business earlier. Thoughts, thoughts are demonic. When the presence of God comes, it's not ever late. His plans are not dead. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God has a plan to bring forth what to look dead in your life to back to life. He's the resurrection. He's the life. He has the power to manifest within you a new beginning tonight in the name of the Lord for His glory. Hallelujah. You receive it, say Amen. Say, let it be so in the name of Jesus. Let it be so in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Mark chapter 5. Hallelujah. Verse 35 to 42. In the house of Jairus, the child was dead, but Jesus replied, she's not dead, but she's only sleeping. Because death is terrifying when Jesus with visits you, that which is terrifying becomes something ordinary. Simple, easy and small. Hallelujah. The issues which are making you are fearful are just mere sleep. Just nothing. Come on somebody. That which is making you fearful. Hallelujah. Now you can be relaxed. The things that are intimidating and making you afraid, God makes you to something so simple and so easy for you to believe. Oh my God. Yesterday I felt it's too hard. Today I feel good. Okay. 
Look at somebody and say, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Enemy makes you tensed and burdened about the huge depth that you have to the point that you become sleepless. It is easy thing for the Lord. Don't forget nothing is too difficult for him. One night Joseph slept in a prison. The following night he was in the palace. In the 24 hours God did something. Hallelujah. In the next 24 hours I am decreeing a miracle over your life. Somebody receive it tonight. Hallelujah. In the heart of the king. In the heart of the one who is in authority. Let there be favorable answers. Let there be hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. Miracle. Miraculous change. Hallelujah. He can death a death into a mere sleep. The God who turns a death into a mere sleep. God is faithful to change your situations. Hallelujah. He is supernaturally turning around some terrifying and fearful situation. Open your mouth and say, supernaturally something is going to happen. Hallelujah to me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Only Jesus can look at them and say, this is sleep. Within one visit, he changed the situation. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus can look at the death and say, it's mere sleep. Hallelujah. Some of you say, this coronavirus is terrifying for us. Jesus said, get up and get eat breakfast. Some of you, get up, eat breakfast after three days of fasting and prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Do not fear Corona. The Lord visited the entire nation in one night. An entire nation became free from bondage. God will visit our nation. The Azusa Street Revival happened in 1906. One year prior to that in 1905, Pandita Rambai received an anointing in Pune. The fire of the Holy Spirit came upon her. The mark of the fire was on Pandita Rambai's forehead. And even before Azusa Street Revival, God visited a dear person in our nation, in Pune. That's why if the world revival is going to come, at least one year before, let it touch India first. Let it touch our city first. Come on, open your mouth and declare. Hallelujah. God cares for our city, Bangalore. God has a plan for our city. Hallelujah. Say it with me. God will send an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our nation and upon our city in the name of Jesus. When Jesus visited blind Bartimaeus, he received sight. One visitation from the Lord, our sight shall be open. Hallelujah. God, this. Hallelujah. Particularly this word to one church in Revelation chapter 3.18. I know, you know, you are listening to the second word. I know that. You need, you need to be alive. It's a fasting and prayer. You need to be more open and hungry. Hallelujah. To receive it. Amen. Even if you're 15-20 minutes past, just be open and receive it. It will bless you. Revelation 3.18 says, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see it says anoint your eyes with the eye salve the anointing to see the visitation of God Amen the anointing to see that pastor heard a servant of God where at the age of 36 a word from God visited him God opened his eyes to one verse. This was his testimony. For 40 years, 
God preserved his life and he did not even catch a cold because he understood one word from the Bible that says the sickness has no power in his life and now he's 78 years old he did not have a fear of a catching cold hallelujah because the eyes was open come on let your eyes be open to the scripture to this favor hallelujah you might be hearing a lot of scriptures in this fasting and press but one scripture can change your life one burn within you it can they remove your doubt hallelujah you can doubt what you hear but you can't doubt what you see i sal when god anoints your eyes to see there's no more doubt john 448 jesus said to him unless you people see signs and wonders you will by no means believe because if you see no doubt you will believe jesus also said that hallelujah holy spirit told pastor that is in this is divine visitation god is going to open some people's eyes what you have heard and studied you're going to experience it come on somebody tonight that's our prayer that we will experience favor not keep listening favor 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 is going to be more real hallelujah than you are hallelujah the mic that is in my hand more real hallelujah than the papers that i can see favor is going to be more real than the iphone that i use come on favor is going to be more real than the light that is projected favor is going to be more real hallelujah than your husband and your wife sitting next to you come on somebody it's going to be more real if you believe it put your hands together ora bara sandara ja riba raja indra raja kadagala raja divariyadala kadagavaladara sambaradala divariya sambaradala victory by the blood of jesus hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord pastor said one verse that came upon his spirit was Ephesians 1:21 far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in the age to come he said when he understood this word he understood when i'm seated above all principality authority power might and dominion that we are not being chased but the we are the one who's chasing come on hallelujah in this fasting and prayer let your eyes be open that you are not being chased but you are the one who is going to be chasing hallelujah glory to god blessed be the name of the lord genesis chapter 13 14 and 15 and the lord said to abram after the lord has separated from him lift up now thy eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward for all the land which you see to thee i will give it to thee and to your seed forever god told abraham lift up your eyes and look what you see i will give it to you in other words what you don't see you will not get hallelujah if you see the healing is for you you will get it if you see the deliverance is for you you will get it hallelujah praise the lord if you see the reaching problem will leave my head if you see it that will leave your head hallelujah blessed be the name of the lord Jeremiah 1:12 says Jesus said to me thou hast seen well for I'll hasten my word to perform it this is what I believe tonight once you see it God will accelerate its speed to come this breakthrough to come your your life tonight I pray that our eyes angel will open so accelerate for the word to come upon your life in the blood name of Jesus hallelujah 
Hallelujah. Open your mouth and declare, Lord, anoint my eyes with eyesight. Anointing to see. The anointing that opened the eyes of blind Bartimaeus. Open my eyes that I'll see. Hallelujah. Jesus looked at the Jews and said, you have not known the time of your visitation from God. Just as the mother hen gathers her chicks. So I've longed to gather you, but you do not know. Let that not be your portion. May you see the visitation of God. Hallelujah. This morning, if you don't know the visitation of God, you will be enveloped in God's... Hallelujah. If you, if you know the visitation of God, you will be enveloped in the love of God. He doesn't want to reject you. He doesn't want to... Hallelujah. Just bring you close to Him and just reject you. He's, he's going to reward you tonight. A servant of God told, it's been 38 years since I've got married, but I understand one word from the word of God about marriage. That is, he will give me a dwelling place, a peaceful dwelling place. And I, he said, from that day onwards, not even once, myself and our wife have not raised our voice with each other or become upset with each other or even fought with each other. I mean, some of you need this revelation. <laughs> Praise God. Get upset for silly things. Hallelujah. Now, is it possible? Yes. But Pastor, you, you look at your brothers and sisters, your fathers, your neighbors, but I am asking you, look at God's word. It's possible. Sometimes we see our children fighting with each other. But look at Exodus chapter 2 4. This is something that you have to declare over your siblings. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. A sister who cares about brother Moses. She is looking, what would happen to my brother? A caring family, caring siblings, watching out for each other. If you can see that from God's word, you'll experience it. May your children and your generation be those who love each other, who care for each other, who will look for each other. Hallelujah. If you have siblings, say, we will care for each other. Our children will care for each other. Our care for each other in the church. Hallelujah. We should be able to see that. Hallelujah. Let that be our culture. That be our blessing in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Therefore, since we are also surrounded by so great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily so is necessary. Let us run with endurance and the faith race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and had sat at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus despised the shame. Why? He could see through the cross of Calvary. I don't know what you are going through tonight. See through it. May your eyes see through the COVID-19. Hallelujah. Into the greater blessing God has kept on the other side of your life. In Genesis 18, 19, and for when God visited Abraham and Sarah, the Bible says they had a child. You can hear a word. It can get into your head. Tonight, I pray you'll open your heart. Let not this pass on your head. Don't keep thinking. That's a demonic thought. Pastor, more word, more word. I just wanted this word. But keep listening, keep listening. Let the word of God strike every part of your being. They said by the next year this time, you will have a baby. Next year, 
this time will not be an impossible situation. You look at next year, you are seeing all things going bad for you. But God is saying, next year, this situation, everything that you thought bad for you, it will be the opposite. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I'm decreeing it over some of your life. When God thinks, when visits you, there will be light. Hallelujah. The foundation of this, when God visits according to the Bible, He will always send a word before that. That's what happened in Genesis 18. He sent a word next year, this time. Come on. If He's sending this word, there is something that's happening in the realm of the Spirit. The word has the possession, potential to give you that experience, that encounter from the presence of God. Hallelujah. It will remove your barrenness, emptiness, and make you a person of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. When God visits you, He will give you victory. He will give you, hallelujah, what is called success. Your success is not, hallelujah, my neighbor built a 3 BHK, I get a 4 BHK. My neighbor has immigrated to Canada, I will immigrate to New Zealand. My neighbor has traveled to US, I will uh, travel to Russia. That's not your success. Success is discerning the purpose of God for your lives and doing it. Understanding why God has placed you on this earth and fulfilling its its success. If God placed you to cultivate tapioca, cultivate it. That's success. Cultivate rubber, do that. If God has put you as a pastor, be not a prophet. Be a pastor. That's success. God has called an evangelist. Don't try to be an apostle. If God has called you to stand with Moses, don't try to be the next leader. Stand with him personally. Whatever God has called you, discerning it and fulfilling its success. If you are walking in the call of God and troubles or struggles and pain come in between, this morning, God's visitation is there to remove it so that you can continue to walk in the call of God. Oh, come on, somebody tonight. It is so important that you take the whole counsel. So many people miss their breakthrough in life. They only pick and choose what they like. You have to take the whole counsel of God to receive the breakthrough. The days of picking and choosing needs to leave from this night onwards in the name of the Lord. 2 Chronicles chapter 1. God visited Solomon 6 to 15. The Bible says he offered a thousand offerings. And that same night, the Bible says, God appeared to Solomon. If you are willing to sacrifice for the Lord, the visitation will speed up. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, He established as He promised to David. And He said, I will make you a multitude. And He asked for wisdom and God gave Him everything that He even did not ask for. But verse 15 is what I want to highlight. You have to read the full thing. Because God made the king... And the king made silver and gold at Jerusalem as plenteous as stones and cedar trees and made he as the sycamore trees that were in the veil of abundance. In verse 15, says the kind, he made silver and gold at Jerusalem, plenteous as stones, like the new Jerusalem. When the Lord visits you, your situations will change. Plenteous as stones, your circumstances will change. There will be an increase. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Even in the time of famine, He will give you abundance. 
When he sacrificed, when you don't feel like clapping, when you clap, when you don't feel like opening your mouth and praise the Lord, you praise. That's your sacrifice of praise with a broken heart. You don't feel like fasting, you fast and pray. God will visit you in the name of Jesus. He will visit you afresh. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the Greek words for anointing. Hallelujah. It's chiro. C-H-R-I-O. It means to put oil on your hands and turn it downward and to rub it on someone. When the presence of God comes down, when the anointing comes, God is putting His hand upon you and rubbing. A rubbing effect is coming. He's gone. Some of you say, I felt consecrated. I was holy unto God before. But God is putting His hand and consecrating. When He visits you, hallelujah, He consecrates you back to God's purpose. Hallelujah. When His presence comes, hallelujah, there will be a fresh consecration. The first day of the week, let there be a fresh consecration of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If God's hand comes upon you, how not the breakthrough? How can breakthrough not happen? That's what your focus is. Hallelujah. You can speak to a hundred number of people, your breakthrough won't come. You have to have one hand of God upon you. Everything changes. If you don't believe it, ask Rehab, the prostitute in the Old Testament. God sent his anointed servants. The Bible says they came to the city of Jericho. Rehab, a prostitute, opened the door for them. Hebrews chapter 11 speaks about the faith of Rahab. Rahab faith is explained in detail in Hebrews 11. After that it says, more, more shall we say, for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel and of the prophets. Isn't it amazing before it speaks and says, I don't have time to speak about these great heroes, but I have time to speak about Rahab. It's amazing. How she kept the other men of God out of, out of discussion. It says, no time to but this woman. How she kept the servants of God at peace in her home. She could have lost her own life people would have misunderstood her but she kept the servants of God because she knew it was the visitation of God in Joshua 2 she says God has given the city to you even the children of Israel did not have this kind of faith they were still thinking you know whether they can possess the city but Rahab is saying we believe that you can possess it our hearts have become afraid because of the because of the what we have heard, what the Lord has done, disposing nations greater than you. It says, God has given you the city. And God visits, He visits one through the word, through His Holy Spirit, and through His servants. John 1.12 says, But as many of you received Him, gave them the power to become the sons of God, 
even to those who believe in his name power comes in receiving only what i am giving you according to have you received you will experience your power otherwise you'll just hear from your head and you'll go home you will not see anything the power in how much i've received it by faith the power how much i diligently took it the power is how much that i've gone inside my mouth the power is how much is working inside of me the power is going back and meditating over it power is going back and speaking over it and reading over it and keep reading over it and keep reading over it even my breakthrough comes keep reading over it so that another famine will not attack me receiving not only the word matthew 10:41 says he that receive the prophet in the name of the prophet shall receive a prophet's reward he that receive a righteous man in the name of the righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward if you give a cup of cold water to a prophet you'll receive a prophet's reward what is the prophet's reward the fulfillment of the prophecy come on somebody come on somebody if you receive a righteous man you receive a righteous man's reward what was the righteous man's reward in james chapter 5:16 says the righteous man prays and his prayers are answered he will answer your prayers matthew 10:42 says and whosoever shall give a drink unto one of these little ones as a cup of cold water in the name of the disciple verily i send to ye shall be no way lose his reward if you give disciple a glass of water you shall receive that reward what is it a disciple means discipline there'll be a discipline in your spiritual life most people have no spiritual discipline because they don't receive the disciples i've seen people receiving the worldly people with time energy you know preparing the entire house and cleaning the entire house of uh, table full of food when a man of god comes they don't even give a cup of coffee hallelujah not even a piece of biscuit no wonder hallelujah or god's people come into their house hallelujah nothing not celebrated no wonder certain prayers are not answered no wonder there is no spiritual discipline forgive us oh lord Once a man of God visited a house and some people say pastor we've been hearing a lot of prophecies nothing is happening pastor then the pastor has have you given a water to any prophet or have you abused them Hallelujah Pastor there is no use in praying I'm not seeing any answer to my prayers Bible says the prayers of righteous men availeth much have you done anything for the righteous the effectual prayer prayer of righteous man have you received a righteous man have you done anything righteous for the righteous man then your prayers will be answered not what other people do or the good things the righteous people are the one who is righteous through the blood have you done anything for them have you received have you recognized those god sent i pray tonight your eyes shall be opened rehab recognized them the two servants of god she received them 
and she became holy and pure. There were young men and she was a prostitute. She didn't go the wrong way. She was a holy girl. So good to be true. But it's true. Why? These were servants of God. She understood. These are holy men of God. I have an opportunity to change my life. From the holy anointed men of God. She associated with them for two, three days. And suddenly she was raised up into the lineage of the Son of God. Come on, somebody tonight, in the name of the Lord, you associate with men of God. You engage with the men of God, with the holy men of God. Hallelujah. Your status, your life will change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. You'll never hear walking as a prostitute again. She became aware of that. Her life was changed forever. And she came into a good marriage. Some of you are going to get into a good marriage. The genealogy. The, in the, some I released this word. Some of you are going to be in a genealogy, not only a good marriage, but in a family that is known to serve the Lord. Receive it. That your future, your generations, your future be all blessed tonight. May you receive the visitation of God through His Word, through His Holy Spirit, and through His anointed servants. Let's receive it. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Amen.